Hey there, I'm Eric Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. Join us on our journey to building a $100 million company. What's happening? My name is Eric J. Olson. I'm the CEO of Array Digital. And right now I'm broadcasting live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, everywhere in the world besides Instagram because they don't allow that. You have to do it on their platform. But I'd rather go to this platform. So we are live and I am recording right now for a future episode of the journey to $100 million. This is our podcast that we've been doing for three years now where Kevin Daisy, the other co-founder of Array Digital and I talk on a daily basis about the things that we're doing to grow this business, to uh, increase revenue, increase sales, get a better team in place, all those kinds of things so that we can grow eventually to a $100 million per year digital marketing powerhouse, which is not going to be easy. And we're far from that. And we're running out of time. It's almost 2022. So I'm recording this uh, now live in uh, tail end of December. You may hear this on the podcast in January. But every time we hire a new person, I bring them in so that I can interview them for a couple of reasons. One is to get to know them better. Two is really kind of give them a platform and uh, introduce them to the world if they haven't already been introduced. And then three, kind of explain to you what we're doing here to improve all of our services. And when we hire people, we hire all sorts of different folks, right? So it could be a web developer, it could be SEO, it could be advertising, it could be admin, it could be uh, who knows what in the future. So everyone's going to come on if they agree to it. I don't force them to. But today I have the pleasure of bringing on one of our newer employees, Carlos Garcia. What is up, Carlos? How are you, everybody? My name is Carlos Garcia. And yeah, man. web developer. Cool. Tell us a little bit more about you. Where Where do you live? Because you're not in the office, right? How long have you been here? All that stuff. Give me, Give us your history. That's right. I live in Miami uh, in the cool weather of Florida. And I've uh, been in Miami for about 20 years. This is uh, my home. And I've been working for RA uh, for about four or five months already. And uh, super excited, man. Super excited to be here. I remember that when we first met, you were here in Miami and we met here in Miami. And yep. uh, it was just like a coincidence. And uh, we had a great conversation there. So it all started here in Miami for me. Yeah, that was interesting. So we were looking to hire a web developer and uh, someone who works for us was like, hey, you got to talk to this guy, I know Carlos. He's down in Miami. And I'm like, I'm going to be down there in like two days. I had a conference to go to. Kevin, too. The stars aligned. And what I've realized over time is that when that happens, when like a couple things just come together perfectly, you need to pay attention, you know? And this was one of those moments, Carlos, where I was like, what are the chances of number one, me being in Miami? I think that was the first time I ever went to Miami. Two, uh, you know, I just got a hot tip from someone that I need to interview this awesome web developer in Miami. (laughs) And three, that you were close enough and are available enough to meet with us. So that was cool. Yeah, I actually live in the same area you were, you, that you were staying in, Aventura. That, yeah, Aventura, which uh, is the same area. Super yeah. surprising. So I was like, hey, are, by any chance, is this close to you? Because I know Miami is really big. I was just a few blocks away. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so you've been in Miami 20 years. What about before that? Where are you from originally? I am from El Salvador. I was born and raised in El Salvador. So... 
that was a big change for me. At what point did you learn English? You know, growing up in El Salvador, when you go to school, there's a class, there's an English class, but it's very basic. Uh, you learn, you know, the most basic stuff, but you don't really learn actually. Uh, you just have an idea of what English is. You, you, you learn how to say yes, no, and you know, how to say hello, how to order food, how to, if you travel, the most basic things that you need to know. But it's not until you come here and you're exposed, you're actually forced to communicate in English that you start practicing it and really learning. So, you know, it's easier when you get here, when you come here and, you know, before 10. But when I got here, I was already 21, I think. So that's when I started learning and, you know, I've been practicing for 20 years. But I, I still haven't gotten there. <laughs> There's always a new word that I learned. It's uh, pretty interesting. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I have great respect for you moving at 21. That's and anybody that moves to a foreign country. I mean, there has to be a very compelling reason. And uh, and that that's a huge I mean, that, that that's about as big of a change as it gets. You know, I, that's that's massive. There's there's a couple others that are pretty big, too. But uh, as far as life changing events, but that that's a big one. Different culture, different uh, language. So. I hope it's yeah, worked think, out. Yeah, no, no, it has. I'm super happy. I you know Miami is my home now. And, uh, you know, I was going to mention that one of one of uh, the most inter interesting things about when, when you learn a new language is that you have to stop translating everything in your head. And you have to start thinking in that language that you want to speak in. So... And that yeah. takes a few years before you yeah. can do that, but uh, that's the key. That's how when you actually learn a language, when you start thinking in the language. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's a big, big change. It's it's not it's not very close of an analogy, but year many years ago, I used to do government contracting work, and I was around a bunch of Navy guys, and they would always talk uh, time wise in military time. So it wasn't, as an example, three p.m. They didn't ref they didn't say three p.m. They would say fifteen hundred. And I was there for nine years. And so I, I wanted to kind of, you know, assimilate. And right. so I changed my watch to military time. But I always had to translate what, when it said 1500, I had right. to translate that in my yeah. head to 3 p.m. And uh, I, I, I never I never made that jump. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I can imagine. Yeah, but you, it's actually the same thing. Instead I, of thinking, hey, it's uh, 18 is, and trying to figure it out okay so for me it's 6 p.m it's a seven it's a five you have to stop doing that and yeah. just start thinking it in, in uh, you know the other the other language or the other complete immersion yeah, yeah. exactly okay so, so you're a web developer so speaking of immersion like for me when i learned uh the web which was back in the dark ages right yeah basically when uh, around like 98, 99, I started to get interested in it. And, um, I don't even think Google was around because I, I couldn't find even like how to, how to learn how to program on the internet. At that what point did you kind of get interested in the internet and, uh, and start getting into web development? Well, I went to school for computer science and a lot of people think that it's related, but it's not, it's a whole different thing. Uh, you know, it's, it is programming, but it's a different language. Yeah. And uh, I started working as a web developer out of necessity. Uh, it was just needed uh, because uh, I'm a musician. I play 
bass, I play guitar, and I, I was actually a musician for a church. And uh, I was super active at church back in the day. And, uh, you know, uh, they needed a website. Yep. And, uh, and they say, hey, you went to school for computer science, make a website. And I'm like, what? I don't know how to make a website. <laughs> and so I, uh, I started learning myself. I was, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, went to, uh, Eric and I were talking about it before the, uh, yeah. this interview. Uh, you know, I started, I, you know, I started reading books. I started like just uh, trying to learn myself. And that was super exciting because uh, before being a musician for me, it was uh, all about creativity and web design back in the day, it was more focused on that. You know, websites needed to be beautiful. Websites needed to be colorful. They needed to be super appealing and creative. And so that's why I, you know, I, it was super, super exciting for me to get into web development and, you know, you start coding, but you know, when you see the result of that coding that you're making, uh, you see a beautiful thing in the front end that people could see. And, and of course you have all the information for me, it was not about the information, you know, they wanted me to put the information there, like the times and location and about information and all of that. But for me, it was more about creativity, mm -hmm. uh, you know, how people failed when they saw the website. So. That was key for me. And of course, nowadays it's super different. It's not about how beautiful a website is. It's changed so much. Right now it's more about Google. Yeah, so um, <laughs> so things have changed a little bit. A, a yeah. website these days is not like a website five or 10 or 15, 20 years ago, right? That's right. So it's it's about Google. What, what do you mean by that? I mean that if you don't have a website, I mean, your website can be beautiful. It can be super creative, but if Google doesn't like it, you you have no website. You don't exist. <laughs> as so crazy as it sounds, but that's how it is. It's yeah, uh, yeah. People can't find it, right? So the only yeah, if Google won't provide it to people because they don't deem it, you know, as, as warranting visibility then the only people that can get to it are the people that know you somehow, right? They got a business card. You, you shook their hand. Those are the only people that are going to ever go to your website, existing clients, right? Well, I don't know why an existing client probably has no need to go to your website. It's really for prospective clients. So yeah, you're, you're going to get a handful of people a week, a month coming to your site, unless you can extend your reach beyond your network. That's right. So, so you, you're doing now in your capacity here, you know, part web design, right? I mean, there's still, a, there's still a need for building a website that people can get information from and it has right. to look nice, of course, right? part, part web design, but part, like, what do, what do you mean when you say part like Google, what do, what do you do there? Well, we call that optimization, Google optimization, and you just got to make sure that all of your content is accessible and all of your content, Google can read easily. And, you know, I think the key there is mobile and everything is harder because of mobile. Like, you know, ever since, you know, uh, the creation of the, of the iPhone, everything changed. And I think it's so hard to rank on Google because of, you know, how people look at the websites right now. Like they do, uh, most of people are going on the website on mobile. And uh, there's some restrictions. There's uh, there are some limitations like bandwidth, 
and even the size of the screen and all of those things. So my job right now here at RA has a lot to do with that, you know, with the optimization. And we're getting, we're making a lot of progress uh, putting together a framework. We're already taking some steps, but the other challenge we have is that, you know, the, the platform we use is WordPress and WordPress is following Google steps and we are behind WordPress. So there's a little bit of a gap there because, uh, you know, WordPress is trying to catch up with Google and we developers are trying to catch up with WordPress as well. So it's, um, uh, can be a little confusing to understand, but that's how it is. And I know that Google is our goal, but we are behind WordPress. Mm -hmm. So we have to follow that path, I guess. Gotcha. So, yeah. so a couple, let, let me kind of unpack a couple of things that you said to the audience. So one is, is mobile. I don't have the stat on hand, but the last time I looked, it was something like 60% of web pages are viewed on a phone. So, you know, we've, if you've been in the business for a while and you've been hearing and thinking that mobile's coming and mobile's the future, it's, it's been here and it's been here for many, many years at this point, probably at least four to five years. Uh, the, the percentage of mobile page views has been greater than desktop page views. And it, right. so there's a couple implications, right, Carlos? So like implication one is as, as a developer, you're not building a website on this, you're building a website on the computer, right? And so it's natural for developers to, you know, build it, test it on, on their desktop and their think, remember before how you said you have to start thinking different, right? Yeah. When it comes to language and time, yeah. they, they think, I got to get it right on the desktop first because that's what they work with, right? Right. And then as a secondary on the phone. And what most developers fail to do is switch that thinking. They have to switch, rewire and reprogram their head so that the phone experience is primary. So like one of our developers years ago came up with this. Well, he, he said, I don't know if he invented the phrase, but uh, what was it? Mobile. Mobile first. Mobile first. Right? Not yeah. mobile friendly, mobile first. No, no, no. Exactly. And, and what he meant by that was right there. And, and the implication was yeah. desktop second, right? right? You got to get it right for the, for the, the phone. And then you, and then think about the desktop. And, and then one of the point on that is, um, you know, Google, when it searches the internet these days, and it's been like this for a while, when it searches the internet, it searches as if it's computers were looking at a phone. So if you have That's slow, right slow speed on your on your mobile site or the mobile you know version of rendering it's going to hurt you do you agree with that yeah and totally and uh it's this is super interesting because when you go to test when you go test a website on the page insights at google it shows you first the mobile score and you have to click on a different tab to see yeah. the score for desktop yeah that's how google wants you to think and you yeah. know they're right and they're yeah. right about it and yeah. we're still trying to catch up with, with that mentality. Yeah. So, so anybody watching, if you're a developer or if you have a website for your business, talk to your developers. They need to be thinking mobile, not thinking desktop. Our second thing you mentioned was um, WordPress. We talked, you know, you talked about WordPress a bit. I, I still get the question these days, is WordPress the right platform for my business? And the response that I give is that uh, at this point, 40% of websites are built on WordPress. It's the clear winner when it comes to a platform, period. But then if you look at the content management systems, 
so systems like WordPress, but there's a bunch of them, Joomla, et cetera. They're, they're dominant by far well over 50%. And the next, you know, second place is in single digits percentage-wise. So it's, it's clearly the winner. But from a business standpoint, and, and you know, from a technical standpoint, there's probably pros and cons, and people can argue about that all day long. From a business standpoint, here's the benefit that I see with WordPress. If 40% of the internet runs on it and your business relies on that platform, you're going to have no trouble finding someone to work on it. But if your business runs on some obscure platform that you think is technically superior, you may never be able to find another person to work on it besides the guy or the, the, the lady who built that. And that's a risk, right? It's a big business risk, which a lot of businesses sometimes fail to, to see it as such. When you were building websites, like in the beginning, Carlos, have, have, I'm guessing you've used different technologies. What, what different technologies have you used and when did you start using WordPress? When I first started working on, on websites, I was just creating websites from scratch. HTML. Uh, uh, HTML, exactly. HTML and CSS were the only languages. Uh, content management. CMS. <laughs> I even forgot that word already. Content management system. Like WordPress is a content, content management system. But, you know, everything was from scratch. So you were talking about like in the beginning it was HTML. Same for me. Back in the early days, it was all that was it. It was only HTML, and then this thing called CSS came out, and I was like, "What?" And then I realized it could really help me, and so I had to learn CSS. And then JavaScript came out, and I'm like, "Oh, come on!" And then JavaScript really helped me out as a web developer. As a matter of fact, you know, JavaScript has gone off in a completely different direction, and you can build anything with JavaScript these days. But when we talk about web development, it's not it's not a single skill set. It's like, it's a lot of skill sets. And like you've also mentioned SEO, Google, right? I mean, there's probably four, five, six, seven different distinct things that a web developer needs to worry about. Yeah. So I I went through exact, through the exact path that you went through, you know, HTML, CSS, and then JavaScript. And then for me as a web developer, PHP, which is the foundation for WordPress, which is what mm -hmm. allows you to have a website with 2,000 pages, if you want to, 10,000 pages, and uh, still manage the content in a very simple way. So, and that's why I fell in love with WordPress, uh, not only because it was the most popular platform out there, but because it was super friendly, uh, developer friendly. And so PHP is the, uh, the language that I had to, you know, spend a lot of time on. Yeah. You know. So, so you know, I, I'll be honest. Some, someone with your background is very valuable. I, I hope our competitors aren't listening right now and <laughs> going to contact you. But someone with a you know a computer science experience, a PHP, and then and then you, you get a hold of a tool like WordPress, and and you can make it do almost anything. It's and yeah. it's it and it just solves so many problems. I mean. I can't tell you how many times I had to build a stupid login page and forgot password functionality and uh, all the databases that go along with all that crap from scratch over and over. And uh, uh, it was like, and now, now a lot of that, you know, just kind of like mundane stuff just, just comes like built, which means that it frees up our web developers to, to really focus on solving the business problems, get a, a really tight design going and then tweak it with, you know, like the skills that someone like Carlos has to make it just do everything that we needed to do. So, hey, man, really glad you're here. And hey, maybe I'll interview you on, on your five-year anniversary with Array. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do, buddy. That would be amazing. Yeah, we got to do that. Thank you for awesome, having me. Man. All right. Hey, thanks for taking the time. 
And uh, everybody, this is uh, Carlos Garcia, a new web developer here at Array Digital, doing great things. Thanks, bud. If you like this podcast and you know a lawyer who wants to grow their law firm practice, tell them to check out ArrayLaw.com. Array Digital exclusively serves managing partners who want to aggressively grow their law firm. ArrayLaw.com.